What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Silver Screen and Roll podcast. I'm Alex Padilla. And if you heard Monday's Silver Screen and Roll podcast, you saw that we're switching it up a little bit here for the summer since the Lakers didn't make the playoffs. We're switching hosts, giving a new sound to the podcast network. Joining me, the editor-in-chief of SilverScreenandRoll.com, Harrison Fagan. Harrison, I'm so excited. What's going on, man? How's it going, Alex? Uh, they, I was going to say thank you for having me on because that's normally like my default when somebody intros me like that, but you're not yeah. having me on. We're just like switching. This is, this is going to be interesting. Um, but yeah, it's actually confusing because your name is showing up as Jordan, so I almost called you Jordan too. We're off to a great start. Um, but <laughs> you know, it's late. Great. It's, it's late. Like There hasn't been a ton of Lakers news, so like now that I've said that, like three things are going to break the second we finish recording. Um, yes. But, you know, it's been it's been kind of weirdly quiet, which I think we can talk about a little bit as well. Like once we've kind of talked about the state of the team and, you know, that, that's probably as good of a jumping in point as any, though, honestly. <laughs> Man, and dude, like you said, things always happen when you least expect it with this team. It's happened to us twice on nor- our normal show, Tiempo show. We were about to do some, you know, silly 30 minute like award show thing that we came up with because you know it was the season was over there was the last game of the of the season and then boom magic johnson quits on the spot so you never know with this team last week for me at least uh jason kidd randomly got interviewed so like you said this literally i will refresh twitter as we keep going just in case yeah, that's actually that's a good call so that we can react to whatever may break on the podcast. <laughs> but because it has been weirdly quiet, but it seems like for whatever, like so the, my two takeaways from the post Magic Johnson era are that the team is much less leaky and that they're just kind of they really like their Friday afternoon news dumps. Like it's been about <laughs> three. So actually, that may make us a little safer and that we aren't recording on a Friday because right like. This team just has decided that two o'clock or three o'clock every single Friday, they're going to drop some huge, they're going to drop like three pieces of news, either about the coaching search, but a couple weeks before that, it was about Luke Walton getting canned. Like they just, they love their Friday afternoon news dumps. And so, but that, (laughs) that's meant that during the week, you know, there hasn't been as much news. And so I think, you know, I'm not going to say that Magic Johnson was the one leaking everything because ultimately I don't know. But the how much quieter and more buttoned up this organization has been in the aftermath of that has really kind of stood out to me. Despite, you know, like obviously I, I think Magic leaving exposed a lot of the kind of dysfunction that was there because everybody wanted to get their side of the story out. So in the immediate aftermath, there was this like torrential downpour of news and leaks about who was doing what and wh- where where was dysfunctional and who was being dumb and all this stuff. And then since then, it's been pretty quiet. And so I think that despite people, I think, feeling more down on the Lakers organization than I've really felt like Lakers Twitter and Lakers fans collectively have been in a long time. I actually feel like this team has been doing some things better. And I think it almost it honestly like it, you see it in the coaching search, how much slower they've been. You see it in just how much less they're letting get out, which is like on one hand, like as a media member, I should be upset about this. But as somebody who's <laughs> yeah. evaluating the organization, I think that that is smarter and more functional. Well, two takeaways from everything you just said. One, yes, Magic Johnson was the leak. I'll just go ahead and say it for you. Okay. Two, well, well, I think we have to throw like an I think we have to throw an allegedly in there or something. Like a, allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. according I to mean, sources. 
he's such a friendly he's such a friendly personality that I think sometimes he probably just said it without even knowing. No, like, that's, that's not kind even, of the way I look at it. Yeah, they it was somebody I forget which reporter it was, but some reporter said it was during a radio hit or a podcast that sometimes Magic would be so off the cuff with them, at, like on the record, that they would just say sources next to things that he said because they would be so inflammatory if like Magic Johnson had said it. Yeah. I mean, dude, the guy just decided to quit without telling anybody. I mean, he's just that kind of person. He just goes with the flow. He's off the he doesn't cuff. really let he doesn't really let a, a, a formula just does, you know, it doesn't make him do his job or say things. He he just talks. He's just that friendly. He's that that's what people love about Magic Johnson. The 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 person not I don't think a lot of people loved it as a president of basketball operations but yeah you're right I mean Magic Johnson is just that's just the way he is so to assume that he was the leaks allegedly I think we'd probably be safe there um, and the other thing that you brought up about the coaching search my question to you is that you're you're around the organization you are you go to games you're you're in press conferences um, is this just a purposeful front for to, to make it seem like they're actually doing their due diligence. You know, they've interviewed Monty Williams, Ty Lue, Juwan Howard. Or is this an actual due diligence thing? And what I mean by that is, is this really all a show just because we're going to get Ty Lue anyways? Or are they really doing their homework, evaluating all these coaches, and trying to find the best fit for whatever the roster is going to look like in June? See, I've thought about this a lot, too. The conspiracy theory of, like, they kind of already know what they're going to do, but they're making it look like they're playing things out. And, like, that really shows you where confidence is with the Lakers organization right now is that people are like, there's no way that they're doing something this smart. They're just hiding, doing something dumb. <laughs> um, they're pretending to be smart. And so, uh, you know, I, I don't think that that is the case. I think there are actually a lot of reasons to go slower on this. And the one name that you you mentioned earlier, but you didn't mention when your roundup of the three candidates they interviewed was Jason Kidd. And I just want to say just as an aside, right. <laughs> it was hilarious. I don't know. Did, I don't, did you read the L.A. Times story last week on Friday from uh, from Broderick Turner in the L.A. Times on the coaching search so far? I think I missed it. So he he wrote up basically like it was like there was one graph about why Ty Lue had impressed. And then there was one about why Monty Williams had impressed. And then there was one that saying that Jawan Howard had impressed the brass. And like it didn't really say why, but it just said that he had made a good impression on them. And then it just said and then it just goes like basically Jason Kidd also interviewed. And it was like <laughs> it was like the like the biggest insult by omission I think I've ever read. And it made me laugh out loud as I was reading it, which doesn't happen a whole lot when you're reading news stories. But I don't know. As right. somebody that writes that stuff, I have an appreciation for things that seem like a little bit maybe of a joke, the, like an inside joke there. Um, but going back as far as the coaching search goes and how slow they're being, I, I think that. There are a lot. There are reasons for that. I think that number one, you want to do your due diligence. That's just smart, and you want to find the right guy because it, whoever you hire, this is probably going to be the coach for the rest of the LeBron era in Los Angeles because he has two more guaranteed years, and then uh, final year, uh, the fourth year of his original four-year, three to four-year deal. That's a player option that he could take. But like, unless something goes horrendously wrong. This is going to be the guy that coaches out LeBron for the rest mm -hmm. of his Lakers tenure, most likely. And so you want to get that right because you want to maximize that era as best you can. And then I think the other reason to like a lot of people, uh, initially myself even, I thought like, OK, they have to have somebody in place by the draft lottery, right? Because that's when you're going to start draft workouts. And pretty soon after that, some teams like the Hawks yesterday uh, or today started up their draft workouts. And so some teams are already doing those. Uh, some teams aren't, which is pretty. No I think it's more normal to not. But anyway, like I thought that they'd want to have a coach in place by that time but 
I think that there's actually like if they wait and like let's say their pick jumps up, what if they jump up to top five, top three? Does that make this job a little bit more attractive? Probably, like at least marginally more attractive yeah. to uh, to these guys. And so maybe they can get somebody who's not seen as gettable right now, or maybe that's what it takes to sway Monty Williams over the finish line, or maybe they really like him, but he doesn't want to make a decision yet because he wants to see what happens with Brett Brown, and so they're trying to extend this out to make sure that he's the guy for them and that he want or to try and convince him to join on. And you know, maybe they're just string this all along before they eventually hire Ty Lue. Like, I, I don't know. And they've already made that decision. I don't know. But I, I think that there are reasons for them to be methodical, uh, not the least of which is just that that's the smart way to handle it, regardless of if you think that the pick makes the job more attractive or whatever it may be. Like, because you have to get this right. Like, right? Like, they, they can't, because yeah, they can't absolutely. fire this guy next year and have another new coach for LeBron. Sorry, I cut you off there. No, it's, you were you didn't. I was I was just saying like when we're talking about they, like are these they guys? This Rob Rob Palinka, Jeannie Bus, and Kurt Rambis. Those are they. Like those Don't are the guys. Don't forget Linda that, Rambis and uh, and C- Linda C O O Tim Harris. So they got they got. Okay. I called them the dream team the other day. Yeah, I just can't like I and I know it's a recurring theme if you listen to Wednesday's podcast because it's it's me and Jordan. So. I'm kind of on my normal day. So if you're tuning in on Wednesday, it's kind of a recurring thing for me that like, I just keep saying that the Lakers or at least Jeannie is doing things in reverse as far as the Lakers brass, like unless I'm missing something. So Rob Palinka is the guy we're just like, we've me and you have never talked about. Oh, this. that's what you so, mean. Okay. Rob Palinka is right. So Rob Palinka is the guy going forward. We're just all assuming that. Are we safe to assume that? Um, cause I, I just don't have an answer because everybody I talk to uh, on my day job or whatever. And, and we talk about the Lakers is like, we don't really know how long Rob's going to be there for are, is so is when you say they is Rob going to be part of they for a long time for the rest of the LeBron era. I, I think that it would be well, the rest of the LeBron era, who knows? Because like nobody expected Magic Johnson to step down the day before the last day of the season. And so I'm giving up on predicting a year out. Like that that's just not something <laughs> that I'm gonna be in the business of doing with this organization anymore. I, I think that as far as your original point on like doing this backwards, like, yes, if they were searching for a replacement, they're absolutely doing this backwards because it would be stupid to hire a coach and then be like, okay, yeah, you have to inherit not only Rob Palinka, who people around who we can say, I think is polarizing around the league safely. Like there are some people Mm -hmm. that seem to really like him. And there are some people that seem to really not like him just based on the leaks that you get. And so I think he's seen as a polarizing figure. How many people president of basketball operations would want to inherit just, him and then you also are telling them they don't get to make the decision on the coach so they're inheriting two people potentially that are going to you know end up being reflected on their resume with however this job goes and so i think number one like that's a red flag to me if you were planning on hiring that guy which leads me to believe like outside of any reporting that anyone has done that rob is the guy because otherwise you don't proceed like this you don't do like a functional organization and i do think that the lakers are still a somewhat functional organization or they're at least smart enough to not do that so i think you know the shadow executive conspiracy theory of like there's a guy with a playoff team that they want or they already have agreed to signing off on this stuff it's fun but i i don't think that they're doing that and i think that that's like all but been confirmed by multiple different reporters through leaks and so maybe the lakers are lying to everybody 
And they're just like, yeah. they can't say that they're tampering with this other executive and that he they're like colluding with them behind the scenes to before they ultimately jump aboard. But I, I just think like it, it's like Occam's razor, right? Where like the, usually the simplest answer is the correct one. And for me, them doing all these steps in this way makes me think that Rob is the guy. And so I think that you are, I don't think that they're doing this backwards. I think that they've just already decided on their guy, whatever his title may be, whether it's GM or if he gets a promotion and title, I, I think they've decided on their guy. And that, so that's why they're letting him proceed and do this coaching search. And, you know, it sounds like we might see Kurt Rambis alongside him and that like, you know, may like, you know, Palinka moves up to the top decision maker role and Kurt Rambis fills more of the role that Palinka was in last year. I don't know, but it, it sounds like they aren't going to hire anyone above Rob Palinka. Just their actions and every report that we've heard indicates that. Okay, cool. And then I think you also tweeted, I think it was you that tweeted out that it looks like the younger Bus brothers are now getting involved in the yes. in the search as well for the head coach, right? So yeah. I mean, it's safe to assume it's safe to assume, like you said, that this is the group, whoever it is, it's Rob, it's Kurt, it's Linda, it's Jeannie, that both the Bus brothers and Rob collectively are going to decide on the next head coach. So far, we've had four head coaching candidates. Um, I've made my feelings very clear that I would rather in it not be Ty Lu, but I also heard uh George Sedano on another podcast with you guys talk about how the Lakers job isn't a starting point job, especially because you only have three years left of LeBron James, right? You kind of need a coach that is going to come in, be ready to win. Now go get a free agent, go establish a a better roster than they did last year and go and win. Now Um, I totally agree with that. So I guess I'm contradicting myself because of the three coaches. Yeah, Monty Williams was the head coach, but he never had success with New Orleans. Juwan Howard's never been a head coach. Ty Lue actually won a championship, went to three finals. So I guess Ty Lue of the three, and I know I'm not including Jason Kidd again, Obviously. No, until um, until it seems like Jason Kidd is a real candidate and not like a favor to his agency after, you know, they pretty brutally shut his candidate candidacy down. Like, I'm not really going to buy into Jason Kidd. So I think you're right on the money there. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say I would assume and I although I don't want it to happen and I don't even really have a real reason why as besides the fact that I think it's just LeBron saying go get Ty Lue. I don't think it's working like that now, though. So maybe Ty Lue is the best of the three candidates because they do have to come in and win now and how are you going to win now by someone with the with the history of working with lebron james and having success so maybe it's not the worst thing in the world no yeah so this is actually what's nice about switching up these host days because i've heard anthony's opinions on ty Lu and the other coaching candidates a million times and you know i think we're in agreement that we this is actually the guy that we would pick and so it sounds like you're kind of talking yourself into him but i'm just curious like i know i know you said you don't want it to be like lebron's just in charge of everything but at this point like what reason do we have to not think that lebron should be the one in charge of all this like and is the most qualified i that's kind of where i'm at like i don't know is there any other reason that you don't really like Ty Lue? I just think it was uh, the way he took over in Cleveland. He took over a first place team. And yeah, he had success. I just think it's overall just the way it looks that I wasn't liking about. But I also didn't like Ty Lue because it was... I almost like felt like Magic and Rob were just letting LeBron decide. But now that like Magic's gone and the Lakers are at, the Lakers organization like as a whole is doing this... It's almost like, okay, well, maybe he is the best coach candidate out there because really who else is out there? Um, Monty Williams is getting a second interview with with the Phoenix Suns, so maybe he's the next hot guy. But, I mean, Greg Popovich wasn't going anywhere. He just signed a deal again with the Spurs. So um, there really 
isn't a lot of candidates out there unless I'm just not seeing them. Are they going to, they're not going to come from the coach's ranch. Yeah, no, like I I don't, I don't think that there's anyone out there that is going to surprise us, but that's like, you know, that wouldn't be a surprise if we saw this person coming. So it's possible that by waiting, someone unexpectedly fire some one of these playoff teams unexpectedly fires one of their head coaches or they try to they grouse their way out and try to get to L.A. or whatever it may be. But to me, like I'm I'm kind of there on Ty Lue. I just think that the fact that we've seen him have proven success with LeBron, like if provided the Lakers actually add shooters this summer, which I guess isn't a guarantee. Uh, uh, depending on who you think made the signings last year and if Polinka's still in charge and if that was him then maybe not but um you know provided they sign some shooters this summer i think i've i've liked what i've seen uh from the way that Ty Lue optimizes lebron uh i like that he is a guy that is not afraid to stand up to him which i think lebron requires and we haven't seen it either Jawan Howard or uh or Monty Williams have to do yet you know they may have assistant coached him but that's mm-hmm. not the same as being the final call and having to get in lebron's face and tell him and hold him accountable and we know that Tylo can do that. And so it's like, it's like you said, like there aren't a lot of options. And if you're trying to maximize LeBron within this last two to three year window, like you kind of, this is kind of the guy that you have to go get. And that's not to say that I think he's a bad choice. I just don't really think that any of the, the other options just are not even remotely. Like, I just can't really see an argument for picking them over him. I could see an argument for picking Howard over Williams, just because I think Williams has been pretty mediocre as a head coach and gets a lot of credit for being a really nice guy, uh, which is important, but maybe not the most important. Uh, Whereas at least Howard is a wild card. So like, theoretically he could have that high upside but how much more upside do you need than a guy that helped lebron get to you know four straight final or i guess three straight finals while he was the head coach you know i don't know i i'm just i'm kind of all in on lou and it's not because i think he's like the second coming of phil jackson i just think that there are more compelling arguments for him than for any of the other candidates no i totally 100 percent agree and i've i think i've like you said i think i have talked myself into it over the last couple of weeks i think i um he does have to go out and I mean, he does know how to come in and automatically work with LeBron James. That's not even the question. Um, so that's a good, that's a positive. Um, how is he going to be able to deal with a younger roster though? In Cleveland, he had a lot of veterans, you know, he had, he had uh, an established team. And when he comes in here, that's the biggest question is how's he going to deal not with LeBron James. We know he can work with that. It's how's he going to work with the three young guys Josh Hart and whoever else is going to fill out this roster. Um, like that's the biggest question. And does, if the Lakers hire Ty Lue, does that affect the, who they can get in free agency is uh, Kawhi Leonard going to see that and be like, I don't want to go work with LeBron's guy is, you know, I'm just going to throw names out there. Like the big argument is like, if they're really, there have been leaks that there are players concerned about this and how much of that is other executives, like, like, you know, posturing, how much of that is agents kind of posturing and trying to get their guy in there or somebody that they want, whatever it may be. Like, you don't know the motivations for all this stuff. And it's hard to discern. There are a lot of reasons to leak things like that besides it being the truth. But that said, uh, like the fact that like that is the best argument I think against Ty Lue is like if if it really is leading to this perception and I'm not saying that it is or it isn't but if it is leading to the perception that LeBron is running things and if that is a perception that players around other stars wouldn't want then that's the most compelling argument to me if like if the diff- if that was the difference between like you said, Kawhi Leonard, any of these other guys coming, then to me that's the most compelling argument that you can make against Ty Lue, which isn't really fair yeah. to him. 
Uh, but that's just how it goes. You know, it's like you you can't really control perception. The the thing that gave me more confidence about him outside of that as well was apparently in his interview, he had tried to get Tom Thibodeau to be his associate head coach. And it didn't work, it sounds like, reportedly, according to the L.A. Times. But or maybe it was ESPN. I forget who reported that. But like the fact that he's egoless enough to go after someone that accomplished to sit on his bench like that yeah. that's another great plus in his court and again like maybe the perception thing does him in and because like the lakers are saying you know that they want to be a bus ran organization and they don't want lebron running it and then they don't want that perception and so you know maybe all that ends up working against tyloo but as far as basketball arguments he he has the most compelling case to me but i agree with you that's a real concern. yeah for sure because it's still the it's still the second biggest question. Maybe to some people, to some Laker fans, it's the biggest question is what free agent are they going to land? You know, they have the money to get that one big free agent if that's the route they choose to go with. And, you know, I think that the Lakers are probably looked at around the NBA by current players as kind of dysfunctional right now. How can how else can you look at them? Um, you I mean, it's like who's running them? There's probably a question that keeps circulating in players' minds that are thinking about joining them. Who are they going to hire? Is it going to be LeBron's guys? So there's a lot of unanswered questions with the Lakers organization. When you look across the hall and you have a Doc Rivers, you have Jerry West, you have a billionaire Steve Ballmer in a, a properly run franchise, it's like, well, I can go to L.A. and just go join them instead. And they're they're pretty established. And I don't have to worry about being LeBron's number two. I don't have to worry about working for LeBron's guy. There's so there's I think that is a real legitimate concern if you are a Lakers fan, if you follow the Lakers like that one free agent may not be as attractive as we think it is because the Lakers perception which is probably correct is dysfunction right now. Yeah, I think some of that has been a little bit of piling on, but you actually like I think I think the biggest question and uh one that we should address in a second we wanted to talk about today anyway. I think I think almost more so than who they're going to hire as a head coach or at least as much so is like can I trust these guys to put a team around me? Like mm-hmm. with Rob Palinka being relatively unproven, and can I just straight up can I trust Rob Palinka? I think has been called into question by some of this reporting, and then there was some stuff today that maybe made it sound like he was a little bit more trustworthy. And I think that we should talk about that uh, really quickly here in a second after we pay some bills. All right, we're back, Harrison. You teased it, so tee it up. Why cannot? Why can players not trust Rob Polinka? What's the story that came out today? Because I read it today, I kind of had a giggle about it. I didn't take it too seriously, but it could be an actual serious conversation, a serious topic when you're talking about Rob. Well, Palenka. so there's re- there's reasons. You know, there's been reports uh, from uh, from various like various reporters and plugged in media people, and you know, being on the beat, you even hear some of this stuff that Rob Polinka is not really a guy to be trusted. And um, like you 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 read all of this and you hear all of it, and you're like, okay, like that that influence is my perception a little bit and then you know you hear like you hear guys like Andrew Bogut call out the late a couple like about a month ago or so called out the Lakers front office for straight up lying to him and he he said that that's rare that players say that and burn a bridge after they're leaving although Bogut probably realizes he's kind of at the end of his career and doesn't really need a bridge to the Lakers anymore so maybe that's part of it um his specific complaint always seemed a little bit weird to me just because you know he he 
claims that they promised that they wouldn't waive him uh, except for health related reasons, but they didn't guarantee his contract and they waived him after he got like a serious injury. So I don't know. That was always that was it was kind of strange to me if you were looking at it with like critical thinking. But who knows the reason why he stepped out and complained about them. Uh, And then you also have the situation where he was Carlos Boozer's agent and Boozer basically asked the Cavs to renounce his rights and said, I'll come back to you, had like kind of a verbal agreement on a deal and then took a big deal in Utah. And then there's there's some level of dispute over whether or not Palenka like led that effort or if Palenka, you know, was just kind of Boozer decided to do this and Palenka was just along for the ride. But either way, he stepped down from his agency afterwards and um, you know, he ended up having to go out and form an agency on his own. And like all these things influence how trustworthy you are. And then there was this report uh, right after the season ended. I think it was the athletic did like a big roundup of, you know, the Lakers and what had all, everything that went wrong and what all went into it and whatever. And it talked about how Palenka had told Kyle Kuzma that he wouldn't trade him um and you know except for for like a top five player like he wouldn't trade him and that he was safe and then there were all the anthony davis trade rumors and all that stuff and uh let me just double check that that's like correct but um palinka yeah he said (laughs) he said he wouldn't trade him unless it was for one of the game's three best players which like they tried to trade for anthony davis so by some argument you could argue that the lakers think he's a top three player right like that's not that's not that untrustworthy. It's like, you know, you're picking nits at that point. But he, the reason that it had a little bit more, you know, backing to it was that he had supposedly told Larry Nance Jr. I guess Larry Nance Jr. had went to him, and this is all according to The Athletic. And um, so uh, Larry Nance Jr. Right. had went to Palenka, and, uh, you know, him and his fiance were looking to buy a house. And he w- just wanted to see, like, okay, should we buy a house? Like, you know, whatever. And, uh, should we buy a house? Or, like, am I potentially going to get traded? And and there were this, according to this report, Palinka said that the Lakers would only trade him if it meant landing one of the game's best three players. He told him to buy the house. Um, and then, you know, we all know what happened next. On February 8th, uh, Larry Nance Jr. and Jordan Clarkson were traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers um, for Isaiah Thomas, who... Honestly, the most concerning part about that is that, like, the Lakers maybe thought Isaiah Thomas was a top three player at that point. That's the most concerning way... <laughs> to read that report is like Palinka didn't yeah. lie and he was like no we got Isaiah Thomas the top three player um I mean he had a great playoffs yeah, exactly. with the Celtics so like going you know going forward that is a small reason for concern if he was not lying but so th- there was this report and all this stuff had fed into this idea that Palinka was basically for lack of a better term he was a snake like this was how people were starting to see him and this was perception right. and so it was interesting today I, I lead all of this up just in case people missed it or they didn't that you know they don't read the site every day I, I lead all up uh, say all that because Larry Nance Jr. tweeted pretty randomly in the morning. This is like, I'm checking the date. So today's April 30th. This report came out on April 9th. So we're like over 20 days from that. And so Larry Nance Jr., this was his tweet. He just said, just got a chance to read some of these articles about Rob Palenka supposedly promising me I'd stay in LA. Wanted to clear the air and say that is not the case. The league is a business and we all know it. Rob and I had and still have a great relationship. So One way to read that is that's like that's really nice of Larry Nance Jr. to come out and say that, you know, Rob Palenka, you know, like basically dispute these reports that were harming Rob Palenka's reputation. That's not something that he had to do. He plays for the Cavs now. There's like no reason there's no public or easy to see reason why he needed to do that. So that was like that was nice of him to do that. The other way to read that is he did not deny that Rob Palenka told him to buy a house like. You know, he just said that uh, he he just said that 
like the part about him guaranteeing that he would not be traded <laughs> was not true. So, you know, who knows, like all that stuff, like where the truth lies and whatever. But the point of all this is to say that there are now mixed reporting. There's now mixed reporting on Rob Polinka's reputation. And that's going to be, I think, potentially the biggest question heading yep. into the Lakers offseason is how do these stars feel about Rob Polinka? How do the role players, how do agents, how do other teams that he might potentially be trying to trade with feel about Rob Polinka? And it's now been called into question, like, how much of this is real? How much of this is not real? And I think we're going to see that answered by how things go over the course of this summer. And let's not forget that it wasn't like Magic Johnson gave him a no. ringing endorsement yeah, when point. he quit that day. It was one of the it was one of them it was one of the most talked about things from the press conference of all the things that Magic Johnson said that day. A lot of it was, well, you know, how was your situation with Rob? And there really wasn't a lot of backing. There was definitely not any sort of you know uh, you know the green light like, oh, he's amazing. I, everybody should come work with him. It was definitely not like that at all. I think it was like maybe. Five days later that he tweeted, hey, me and Rob yeah, had a great It, it almost came off as like an apology. You know, it was like, it, yeah, I probably shouldn't have, when they asked me, should Rob keep the job? I probably should have said that. I shouldn't have said that's not up to me. You know, nobody was asking mm-hmm, you if it was up to exactly. you. They were so, asking you if you should. <laughs> yeah. How was it? You're right. Yeah, it was. So, yeah, it's it, that you could all point that way. And for some reason, when I read the report and then I read the tweet, I, I immediately went to Magic Johnson and I thought, well, doesn't that just kind of go hand in hand that these guys didn't work well together? And it, and I, obviously yeah. I have no backing. It's just a, a thought, an opinion that, you know, is it's just kind of like, it seems to me that maybe Palinka did tell Nance, like, no, we're not going to trade you. It's just not going to happen. Could he have been overridden yep. by Magic Johnson and then they execute the trade anyways? Could that, could that have happened? Possibly. And it, and it's just kind of there's a lot more to the situation. Even like Magic well, said, the truth will come out eventually. I think there's a lot more to the situation between Rob and Magic, and maybe because Magic is such a great guy, NBA legend, maybe he's getting all the credit, and just he's kind of everyone's throwing Rob under the bus. So I, it's I like to look at it both ways. Yeah, and there was that whole report like that. I'm not sure that we've discussed on this podcast of like the whole emails thing of like there right. was the report that. Apparently, the, the the rumored reason that Magic Johnson had stepped down was that, you know, it was that Jeannie Buss had accidentally CC'd him on these emails with her and Rob Polinka, where Rob was basically saying, like, essentially, Magic is not good at his job and should not be around. And Jeannie wasn't really defending him was uh, I think it was Rick Buecher of Bleacher Report had said that. And then the the Athletic later reported that that was like vehemently denied by the Lakers. And, you know, so like who like I, I personally would trust, you know, the the the, the credibility of like the athletic and like, you know, their, uh, their resume of breaking stories and being on top of things a little bit more than I would trust like Buker on the Laker on Lakers stuff. Um, but that's just me. So uh, like, I, again, I don't know. Like the, the point is, is that there's now mixed reporting and actually your read on the whole situation is an interesting one that I hadn't really thought about was that maybe, maybe Rob did tell him that because he really thought that that was the case. And then maybe magic Johnson was just like, you know, no, we need to go and like free up cap space for a second max star this summer, mm-hmm. even though the Lakers didn't end up using that space. He really thought they were going to get Paul George and LeBron. Like, I don't know. And uh, like, none of us can know right now for sure, because it's so much, like it's so much just gossip and scuttlebutt and rumors but 
like this is important for the Lakers to figure out going into the offseason. And if you're a fan, you just have to hope that Jeannie Buss has made the right decision here by sticking with this guy amidst all the public pressure initially when it seemed like he was going to be able to when it wasn't clear if he was going to be the one sticking around and all the public pressure to part with him as well. And she decided to stick with him. And we're going to see if he's actually that trustworthy and he's actually this guy that's like worth keeping around. And honestly, let's be real. The easiest thing for Jeannie Buzz to do, talking about going in reverse order, the easiest thing to do was to get rid of Rob too. Like that would have been a lot easier than sticking with Rob, just starting over because you, she kind of set herself up in the middle. Like, okay, so do I bring in, do I do, do I replace Magic? Do I replace Luke? Like, so there's obviously something there between Jeannie and Rob that Jeannie likes about Rob or else why would she keep him around? So there's, yeah. I just think there's so much more to the story that no one knows yet. Um, she obviously finds him trustworthy if she's, if she's trusting him to hire the next head coach, whoever that's going to be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Harrison, this has been so much fun, man. I, I kind of, when I read the email about your, your, what we're doing, switching up, I already had withdrawals from Jordan Carruth. I already missed him, but this has been a lot of fun. And you know, if you listen to show tempo that we like to have a lot of silly fun sometimes. And I tweeted this a while ago and I hope you play along with me. Magic Johnson during his uh, farewell press conference said, you know, I want to tweet what I want. I don't want to get worried about fu- about fines or tampering or anything like that. That was a, you know, that oh was boy, the, happy. that was the most memeable like thing that he said, I guess. So I did a quick search to see through his Twitter account since he left. Uh, and I didn't really go that far back, but he has tweeted six times in the last week about the NBA. He's tweeted a lot about the passing of, uh, of a friend. He's done a lot of speaking engagements. I think he's making a lot of money right now. He's talking to every company that's willing to pay him right now. It's insane. Uh, and then obviously we see him and Cookie wherever they're out traveling in the world. Um, I wanted to play a game with you. All right, fire away. I'm I want to play a game with you called Fine or Fine. So <laughs> I want to, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm into this. So I'm going to read you the six tweets that magic Johnson has tweeted about the NBA. I want you to tell me if it's fine or if he would get fine. So fine or fine. Is that cool? Yeah, I'm All ready. Right. And you know, we have to, we have to play this game with it in mind that, you know, magic Johnson is saying that he's going to go out and recruit free agents for the Lakers. And that, you know, we have to, we have to keep the conspiracy theory of, mm-hmm. you know, it, did he just, step down so that he could go and tamper as much as he wanted right so and these i don't know he does mention a lot of players so you tell me april 25th the eastern conference second round matchups raptors versus sixers celtics versus bucks will be some of the best in history you can't pick a favorite because the teams are so evenly matched is that fine or find I think that would be fine. He didn't name any players. You know, he's just saying that he's going to enjoy watching a series. I do think that if he, it would be funnier if he was still president of basketball operations because he's already been fined for, you know, quote unquote tampering with Giannis mm-hmm. in like the dumbest fine ever when, you know, he said that Giannis was great and was going to win a title in Milwaukee. But if he had tweeted, I'm, I'm really going to enjoy watching Milwaukee in the playoffs, you know, while he was still employed. And people definitely would have been connecting some dots back to the Giannis well, fine. So I'm glad you I, say I, that. <laughs> I, I, think this is, I think this is fine, but, you know, it, it was borderline yeah. being fined. Okay. I think this, is, this is, goes hand in hand with what you just said. April 27th, 
I can't wait to see superstars Kyrie Irving and Giannis Antetokounmpo try to lead their teams <laughs> to victory tomorrow. Fine or fined? Oh, that's a fine. That that's immediately <laughs> he is getting fined. Uh, like by the end, like they would probably, you know, I'm sure Adam Silver had like Twitter notifications on for Magic Johnson just to be ready, you know, or yeah. like Kiki Vanway or you know whoever's running the discipline over there. So like, or they had some intern that like their job was literally just to watch Magic Johnson's Twitter feed and make sure that he wasn't tampering. And <laughs> that's why Magic had to step down. He's like, there's too much heat on me. Um, and so now he gets to tweet, you know, that Kyrie Irving and Giannis Antetokounmpo are good at basketball. So and then he replied. <laughs> I wish I could quit my job and just do that. Dude, isn't, isn't that amazing? Just tweet whatever you want. Um, yeah. He replied to that reply. We only have three more, and then we'll be done with this silliness. Um, he replied to that tweet by saying, followed by the series we've all been waiting on, Chris Paul and James Harden versus Steph, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, and Clay Thompson. Fine or fined? Oh, yeah. He's absolutely getting fined for that. Like, especially with Durant okay. and Thompson being free agents. Yeah. You can't mention other uh, specific names of players. <laughs> like, he, he would have been, yeah. Like, imagine if he had sent both of those while he was still Lakers president of basketball operations. Lakers might have been Dr. Draft pick at that point. Like, yep. Dude, there's another one. He just keeps naming players. So I'm sure the rest are going to be fined. There's two more. I'll just read them both to you. You tell me. I'm sure they're both going to be fined. Uh, April 28th, NBA playoff stars are playing like superstars. Damian Lillard Tuesday, Kevin Durant last night, and Kawhi Leonard today. The NBA playoffs are a must-see. And then April 29th, yesterday, tonight, the Sixers even the series with the Raptors, led by Jimmy Butler with 30 points. Their defense was outstanding, and the Sixers bench outplayed Raptors bench. Both of those, fine or fined? Both of those are instant fines. But the funny thing about the, the the best part about this to me is he said in that TMZ interview that he did shortly after resigning that he's still planning to help the Lakers recruit free agents. Mm-hmm. He's tweeting about like, I'd say like 80% of these players without doing it, without doing Good. any math. Are, Jimmy Butler, Kevin Durant, yeah. Kyrie Irving. Yes. Uh, Clay Thompson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So he he's not lying. He is out there recruiting. He's like, hey, yeah. he's like, hey guys, if you come play for, the, he's going to tell them this is going to be their pitch. Like, hey guys, if you come play for the Lakers, I'll tweet about you all the time. And like in Magic Johnson's mind, that's like the greatest thing he can offer them. That's better than money. So like, I, I don't know. I think I think I think we just discovered the Lakers' free agency plans. It's by like the Magic way. Johnson. A lot of nice things about these guys. By the way, I think this is the magic that that we loved before he became the president of basketball operations. We loved that magic did this. It was great. We uh, because this goes hand in hand with magic. Um, So if he's actually courting free agents with his Twitter account, I say all is forgiven, magic. Thank you for bringing in a free agent. That's the way I'm going to look at it. If he's successful. No, I agree. Like, like if you don't think that Magic Johnson was like one of the top five accounts on Twitter to follow, like we we just like are not, we don't view Twitter in the same way. Just like the childlike wonder with which he just points out these very obvious things is the most endearing thing I've ever seen. And I'm, I'm really, really happy that we get to get back to it and just randomly have my timeline interrupted by Magic Johnson saying like Kyrie Irving is good at basketball. Like I missed it. <laughs> More than I thought I missed it. It was great, man. It's it's such a fun thing just to scroll through. He congratulates everybody. If he remembers your name, he will congratulate you for crossing the street without getting a jaywalking ticket. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, Magic Johnson loves tweeting. It's awesome. Uh, well, thank you yeah. for playing Fine or Fine. That was, uh, that was the first iteration of it. I think I'm going to keep oh, it going. Was, I think you got to keep that one. I think I'm going to keep it going. Then we're going to keep it going. All right. Well, Harrison, this was absolutely a blast, dude. Thank you so much for doing this. I had a blast. Um, 
And yeah, man, Silver Screen and Roll podcast. Last words? Yeah. No, this was great. Thank you for uh, thank you for doing this with me at you know nine o'clock at night so that I could do uh, like a family dinner beforehand. Yeah. And this was a lot of fun. I, I think we're gonna have another fun episode coming up on Friday. And uh, I'm I'm really excited just to see kind of the madness that comes out from yeah. us, you know, mixing and matching hosts all month. I got my eye on Anthony. I'm waiting to do one with Anthony. Oh yeah, see, I think everybody wants to do one with him just so they can yell at him. So that'll be great. We just got we just got to sign him up for a bunch. Like after after his little vacation comes up this week. <laughs> Sounds great, man. Well, silverscreenandroll.com is the website you should read every day. Even though Harrison said some people don't, you should. I do. And uh, thanks for thanks to, for tuning in, everybody. And check us out again on Friday. Harrison Fagan, Alex Padilla, signing off. Thank you. <laughs>